1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
2: A different sort of a conversation for 2020 today, there is the story of two teenage parents who give birth to a baby. The baby was conceived out of wedlock, there was enormous pressure for the couple not to marry. And some of the twists and turns and the ethical issues that are raised are quite challenging. We'll talk about that story in just a few moments, but I want to make a special welcome to twenty twenty today to Claire Van Rijn from Emily's Voice. Hello, Claire, welcome along to twenty twenty.
0: Hi Neil, thank you very much.
2: Claire, some of our listeners might not be very familiar with Emily's Voice. Tell us what your organization is all about.
0: Yeah, sure. So um Emily's Voice exists to help Australians essentially fall in love with the unborn and uh, to also encourage and support women and families who might be facing an unplanned pregnancy. Um, and we do that through uh, a series of media campaigns. These are positive and thoughtful campaigns. Um, they're, they're largely the real-life stories of people who have faced those, Um, unplanned pregnancy situations themselves and these are aired throughout Tasmania um, in WA regional Queensland and also in the Hunter Valley in New South Wales and we're extending into other regions as well.
2: I'm always intrigued when I hear of the work of your organisation, Emily's Voice, because, and I know for a lot of listeners, they'll be familiar with a, and while you're a pro-life organisation, there's a pro-abortion organisation called Emily's List, and Mm. they uh, contribute funds to help politicians get elected when they've signed off on a pro-abortion idea. Uh, let's talk about the contrast for a moment. Uh, When Emily's voice was set up, was it set up in in contrast to Emily's list or was that coincidence?
0: Well, actually, believe it or not, it it was coincidence. We've we've just this year celebrated our 10-year anniversary and when Emily's voice was formed um, all those years ago, Emily was actually one of the most common girls' names of the time. So Emily is... Um, a name to represent every baby, every unborn child, every person. So um, we chose a a name that would be, um, we hoped to be a very familiar name. So it is an interesting contrast, isn't it? Um, In a, I guess, a very polarizing issue um, out out there and, and, at emily's voice we're just we're just trying to restart the conversation and to reframe it so that it it isn't something that um needs to be needs to be kind of shied away from so much as brought out into the light and um given given some um some weight and and meaning i guess
2: now claire let's come to this story of the young teenage couple and unplanned pregnancy. How do you describe what's happened with these young couple?
0: Yeah okay um yeah Maddie and Jake um I came across their story um a little while ago and as you as you introduced they um found themselves under immense pressure to uh to have an abortion in fact or to give up their child for adoption when um, Maddie fell pregnant. Um, while they're engaged. Now, they're, they're very young. Um, they were 18. they They'd met in their mid, mid-teens, so um, it had been a bit of a love at first sight kind of relationship for them. Um, and they were, were headed towards making things um, a bit more formal, um, getting married and so forth. They, they were kids with, you know, wise heads on, on young shoulders, I guess. They were really... Um, uh conscientious hard working sensible smart and um yeah they had everything going for them until um Maddie felt pregnant and it was uh shortly after their engagement party and they were faced with a lot of um, opinion and prejudice because of their their young years um, many people offered their opinion and um uh, including their parents in fact Um, But before I kind of travel down that... that,
2: Now, um, Claire, as I I understand it, there is a twist in the story here with this young couple because they're engaged to be married and then she discovers that she's pregnant, but she's not pregnant to her fiancé.
0: That's right. How does this story
2: continue from here?
0: Yeah, so Jake was faced with this, um, this dilemma because that actually that actually abstained and that he knew straight away that it wasn't his baby um they hadn't had sex so um so I guess he had that trauma of trying to figure out what he was to do and um being the the top bloke that he was um he'd just started an an apprenticeship and um Um, Maddie was working at the local IGA and I guess he just had this really strong sense that he still, he still wanted to, to stand up to be, to be that person to support her and, um, to stand in, um, in the role of dad and also as husband. So he, he, um, he, he didn't leave her. He stood by her side and, um, they were married when Maddie was about seven months pregnant. So, um, much to the consternation of their parents, and even like the family GP suggesting termination and relatives and friends, you know, the whole uh, rumour meal um, went into overdrive, as you can imagine, and social media kind of exacerbated the whole thing. So, um, so they, they got married which was a fantastic occasion, I hear. (laughs) And, Um,
2: Claire, I imagine that it was a significant issue because of the sort of coercion that might have been coming from friends and especially family when you've got a pregnancy and denials that it's the young couple involved and uh, clearly somebody's involved.
0: Mm, That's right. And Maddie was really keen to... Well, she just kept her mouth closed when it, when people were asking you know who's who's the dad she was just um she just kept it all to herself and and um I guess even you know despite all the all the opinions that were being thrown at them um they really stood their ground and you know Maddie did things like deleting um her social media apps from her phone and they went and stayed, um, Maddie went and stayed with relatives for a little while and Jake later joined her um, just to get away from some of those um, those opinions, those unwanted um, opinions that were kind of being forced upon them. So. Claire,
2: this story is sounding a little bit familiar and some listeners will recognise some of those common things that are being shared about this young couple, how does it all end up?
0: Yeah, well, it is it is a common story, in that it still happens um, today, doesn't it? But um, but look, Maddie, uh, on their honeymoon, they they went to the city. Um, it was a little bit later than they than they'd wanted to, but Maddie started um, having those telltale signs, with the back pain, and and she went into labour and actually ended up um, having a home birth. And um, you can imagine the scene. Um, They had a boy and they named him Jesus.
2: That's the punchline, isn't it? (laughs) 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 Thank you for keeping a straight face as we were telling the story because we're telling the story of... Joseph and Mary, Uh, the details similar, except I guess Mary wasn't working at the IGA and she didn't really have a social media account to uh, to cut off all of her contacts there. But it's interesting, isn't it, Claire, people don't associate the Christmas story with that of an unplanned pregnancy. How do you feel about the way the alignment of the Christmas story goes with with so many people and the way that they feel about an unwanted pregnancy today?
0: Yeah, well, it, it's just it's an interesting comparison to make, isn't it? And over over my years, um, you know, working on the life issue, um, I've I've actually really delved into the the Christmas story and, and just just kind of considered what it might have been like for Mary and And also for joseph i mean he he demonstrated immense um i guess j- just that supporting manly figure i mean he didn't have to stay with mary in fact it was surely it would have been um, considered much better for him to find to find um a woman who who wasn't pregnant for starters um but yeah, it just it really makes you think about um, in modern society the roles of of men and women um, when a, a woman um, is found in an unplanned pregnancy situation, and um, and it, you know it just makes me question you know where are the Josephs? Where are the Josephs who will stand by um, stand by women who are in these um, situations? And statistics tell us that. Um, of women who who have had an abortion um 70% say they would have kept their child if just one person had offered meaningful support so that's a huge huge figure and um yeah i think that that just that just gives um credence to to what um Joseph stood for in the in the nativity sequence
2: well your story has A lot of uh, parallels to what we can think about today, Uh, this idea of where are the Josephs who'll stand alongside their fiancé through thick or thin. There's also all this coercion that comes along from friends and from family. There's no suggestion in the scripture that she would have had an abortion, but... Uh, that would have been one of the sorts of things that might have come up if that was a modern day story and it comes up so much for unplanned pregnancies today uh, there's lots of parallels isn't there and when you talk about this is a young couple with uh, level headed uh, you know maturity beyond their years there is a certain sense isn't there that that they knew who they were before god and and had had assurances that what was happening was happening because god allowed that to happen how do you align that with some people who have got an unplanned pregnancy today and they say I don't want this baby or I'm not sure if I want this baby and yet we can assure people that it isn't an accident but by God's design that that baby is there?
0: Absolutely. And um I I think the best way for me to answer that question would be to give you another anecdote of a of a um a local um, girl I know, um, Stacey, who actually came. Um, she fell pregnant when she was 16, and at that time she was uh, living in a women's shelter. She dropped out of school. Uh, she was estranged from her mother, and um, and her boyfriend wasn't wanting to um, to be any kind of support to her. So um, so Stacey happened to see some of our. Uh, Videos. Uh, um, it was the the ad featuring Madeline, who had had an abortion and kind of retells the the grief that she went through following that um, that choice that she made. So Stacey saw this and she also uh, received one of our little feet pins in the mail, and um, she she credits uh, those interactions, the the exposure to those. Um, those stories with the reason that she chose to keep her baby and that that decision to keep her baby was the catalyst for immense change in her life not just because she became a mum but because her relationship with her own mother was restored and her mum became a huge um, support to her and continues to be a huge support she went back to school and for the first time in a really like years she attended school um with frequency like much much more frequency than she had ever attended school and um and she was given this this purpose in life um she says that you know Emily's voice didn't just save Oliver her son but it also saved her as well she questions whether she would still be here if it wasn't for um, for our our campaigns and the impact of um, of them on her decision to keep her baby, so yeah, I think that uh, although she was in this situation of unplanned pregnancy, there is purpose even in that, and I mean God can use that to great effect.
2: And as you say, a lot of women, Just having someone who has faith in them, who'll stand alongside them, who'll encourage them when they have the baby is such an important facet. I'm going to point people to the Emily's Voice website. It's emilysvoice.com and there you'll be able to find a link to connect with Claire, Claire Van Ryn, our guest, and emilysvoice.com. Uh, Great to do a creative thing in telling that story of Jake and Maddie Uh, when we were telling the story of Joseph and Mary. Claire, thank you so much for a creative way of being able to talk just uh, how significant and how much value there is in beautiful babies and the way that perhaps there's need for resistance to the forces that try and push people towards abortion. Claire, thanks for taking some time to talk Mm -hmm. to us today on twenty twenty.